Welcome to the Business of Discovery, a clinical research podcast from the NIHR Clinical Research Network. My name is Alan Gore, and it's a pleasure to have you with us. I'm joined today by Simon Denigray, who is the NIHR National Director for Patients and the Public in Research. He's also Chair of Involve, a national advisory group funded by the NIHR to support active public involvement in NHS, public health and social care research. He was previously Chief Executive of the Association of Medical Research Charities. His background is in campaigning and communications and has included roles such as Assistant Chief Executive and Head of Public Affairs at the Alzheimer's Society. He's also a regular blogger. Mr Denigrate, thanks very much for speaking with us today. Great, thank you very much. Good to be here. I want to focus today on, on one particular aspect of your work, if I may, one that has been very much a theme throughout your career, that of public involvement in clinical sure. research. Um, so can I start with an abbreviation, PPI? It's, it's everywhere in today in research, but what does it actually mean? What does it mean to you? Yes, and, uh, and PPI is a bit of an unfortunate acronym, isn't it? Because we hear PPI in many other different contexts, which are perhaps not very favourable. Um, but in the health research world, PPI stands for Patient and Public Involvement. And behind that, a very, uh, I think, cohesive philosophy, really, about how research should be done in partnership with patients, carers and the public. And at the heart of that is the idea that um, health research is better if it's done with uh, patients rather than to them. Um, so NIHR's philosophy, very much from the beginning, has, to be, has been to involve people um, in designing what we do, in de setting our priorities rather for research, designing the research, um, delivering the research and then disseminating out to the wider population. So we see them as being you know, a partner that holds our hand um, throughout the process and actually makes us a better research funder and a better uh, research organisation as a result. I wonder if you could give us an example, or maybe even two, of the work of Involve in promoting PPI on the ground, so to speak. We're often very surprised, actually, the degree to which um, patients and carers are really actively involved in what we do. And to give you some examples of that, so if you think about the sort of clinical trial, which is an experiment that's done with, with, uh, with people, with volunteers, you know, for people to be part of that, then you need to be doing that research in places where they live and work. Um, they, you also need to have literature and information that people are going to uh, understand. So quite often a lot of public involvement will be, for instance, looking at that literature, that information to make sure it's understandable. Um, but they might actually be designing uh, the recruitment strategies with researchers um, and saying, look, you know, if you, a, a very good example actually from, from Manchester, the Academic Health Science Centre there, which wanted to do um, uh, a study involving testing hearing aids in infants. Of course, what they were told by the patients who were working, the, the parents who were working with them, was, you know, if you expect us to come into hospital, that's quite a difficult thing for us to do with a young family, travel, etc. So why don't you come to us? And so they, um, they you know, uh, went round in a van and did the test that way in people's own home. So they sound very simple and commonsensical things, but, but I think unless you have a group of parent, patients, or in that case parents, telling you that, there's no reason for you to necessarily yeah. cotton on. And it's often simple things that make all the difference, yeah. isn't it? Absolutely. And as you point out, uh, recruitment is such a challenge in modern clinical research, it's often cited as one of the most yeah. difficult aspects of it all. Absolutely. So it would seem really quite sensible to ask 
the kinds of people you're going to be recruiting, how should we recruit you, and what, what would yes. be the barriers to you? Yes. How, how do you think we do in this country compared with other parts of the world? Clearly, clinical research is a very international endeavour, um, but is there anything we could learn from the way it's done anywhere else, or perhaps could people learn from us? So I'm very fortunate, actually, that in my role, I do get to travel a bit um, around the world. Um, uh, and that's very interesting to me because um, we are unanimously regarded amongst those other countries as being the international leader in public involvement. I, I think probably um, that's over-egging it a little bit, but we are. I think we've certainly led the way in uh, integrating public involvement and that way of doing things into how we fund uh, research. And so they're very interested in how we've done that and how we've uh, created that sort of culture within uh, uh, within research organisations. But of course, when you go out and about, you do also stumble across some really you know, innovative, interesting examples and, and, and examples of other countries being ahead of us. So I think, for instance, a big issue for us nationally is uh, increasing the diversity of our community that's involved with us. And you know, if you go to Canada or you go to Australia, um, I think there's some really uh, amazing examples of community research and um, uh, research with indigenous uh, and First Nations people that uh, I think we could learn an enormous amount from. Actually, um, in November, we're launching an international network of public involvement organisations because there's, we're sort of now, there is now a global movement and I think the opportunity and the time is right to bring that together into a proper network. Um, and it, will, and it's, it would be great if we could do that under the UK sort of banner, as it were, to begin with. You've said that we're regarded very highly by other parts of the mm. world. Why do, why do you think that is? What, what has taken us to that stage? Um, I think there's a few things, really, that I normally say when I get asked about why we've been successful. One is we, we've been very fortunate in having very strong leadership behind it. So I think it was critical... Um, particularly in the early days of NIHR that we had the Chief Medical Officer, as she is now, Professor Dame Sally Davis, who really championed it hard and would say some quite strident things in support of it. And that was very important because we were, there were a lot of attitudinal uh, barriers to what we were doing. So leadership is crucial. Leadership at grassroots is very important. You need people who have got energy and who are willing to agitate and we had a lot of those uh, people within the community. I think staying true to our model, so yes, you know, there are there's a whole sort of debate around what's involvement, what's engagement, what's participation, which is actually a little bit, um, you know, of a deflection sometimes, but actually we've stayed true to this idea that we, we mean by it working with people as opposed to anything else and, and, and being part of decision making. And I think the last thing is we had big aspirations. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say we'd probably be able to articulate, articulate those very clearly in 2006, but we did have big ambitions for them. But we understood that you have to start quite small to get, to, to get things going. And our small thing at the very beginning was just to, through, uh, through the application form, um, to get researchers to answer the question, how have you involved the public? And that was quite a powerful, very small step, and from which a whole load of other stuff has stemmed. If I could turn it on its head a little bit and maybe be devil's advocate yeah. for a moment. Um, the basic concept of public involvement in research is not without its detractors. 
Some argue that it slows the process down unnecessarily. Some even cast doubt on the value of any contribution that a patient might make to the design of the conduct of a study. What would you say to them? So I, I sort of empathise and understand the resistance when it, when it does materialise. And, and um, you know, if I was a busy, actually it's not always researchers, it's quite often managers or others mm -hmm. who say, oh, God, well, we can't do this, you know, because they are, we live in a very pressured system. And so I completely get that. Um, but, you know, all our evidence and our experience is uh, uh, that, by doing public involvement, um, you know, you are probably going to be more efficient and more effective. And the reason why you're going to be more efficient and effective is you're going to have that insight and experience from patients and carers that you didn't have before. It's going to tell you something that actually is going to help you fine tune your piece of research so it's, you know, much better than uh, it was uh, what's, what was before. So I sometimes say to, to young researchers, you know, quite often we talk about science being a voyage of discovery and I always say to them, well, you know, okay, so put yourself in the explorer's um, shoes. You know, what explorer in their right mind would um, set off on their voyage of exploration with only half the crew available to them and half the knowledge available to them? I mean, that would just be a, a ridiculous situation to put yourself in. So, you know, in a sense, you're, you're doing everything possible to make sure that your research is a success by doing public involvement. Absolutely. And um, I mean, I've certainly encountered people who have been resistant, who have had quite conversion experiences because they have yeah. seen the real practical benefits of actually involving yeah. the public or their patients in the design and conduct of their study. And I'm sure that we'll see more and more of that. Yeah. As we go ahead. Well, it's really interesting you say that because uh, I talked about leadership at the beginning. So a lot of the people who really led it very strongly, like Sally Davis, like Russell Hamilton, who was a sort of um, right-hand person at the Department of Health at the time, you know, they all had personal experience of how public involvement has changed their work for the better. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so seeing people go on that road to Damascus, um, uh, you know, that's really, really important. And um, I had a researcher in here just a few days ago saying to me, you know, before Simon, I just thought it was a load of rubbish, but actually having done it, yeah. Yeah, it's been incredible. Well, it's certainly not the last we're going to be hearing of this, and I think we're going mm. to be seeing this as a central element of clinical research as we move forward. Sure. Mr. Denigre, thank you very much for sharing your thoughts with us today. Oh, thank you very much for asking me. This has been The Business of Discovery, a podcast from the NIHR Clinical Research Network. Thanks for listening.